EMS World Expo is the largest EMS dedicated event in the world, and it's taking you places. And now we bring you stories from Expo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the EMS Garage. I'm Chris Montero. We're also here at EMS World Expo 2019 in New Orleans, and this is also Stories from Expo. Uh, I'm your host, and I'm joined today by David, correct? John Montez. John Montez. Oh, my gosh. John Montez, sorry. No worries. Um, but you have a really cool job. You work, you are writing standards for the NFPA, which is I very do. cool. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. So a lot of people hear NFPA, Chris, and they think fire, right? right? They hear the F and they're like, oh, fire, fire, fire. People are really surprised to learn that only a third of what the NFPA actually does is fire related. Right. We started in fire in 1896, believe it or not, long time ago. But really, we're a standards development organization. So um, I work in the division that works with first responders and really my portfolio of standards are the ones that are cross-functional in nature, like hazmat, EMS. Sure. Um, I have occupational safety and health for the first responder. Right. And then my biggest and newest project is the active shooter work, right. which well, is... And we were talking about that before we came on, that sucks we have to, but I'm sure. glad you're doing it, right? Yeah, so absolutely. How, what, is, what goes into doing, writing a standard like that? So, you know, it's really challenging. And that one's particularly extra challenging because it's... It's a passionate subject. So really the way we do it is we form a consensus body of volunteers, right? And we try and find volunteers and recruit volunteers that represent large swaths of the industry that they work in. So that particular standard has 75 members on the technical committee that writes it. And it's law enforcement, fire, EMS, separate of the fire service and fire service. Um, it's emergency management, schools, colleges, healthcare, private security, even technology companies. Uh, the, our latest committee member is Walt Disney. Oh my gosh, um, that's crazy. So, you know, it's a really broad group, but there's also a lot of power players, a lot of presidents of associations on that group. And, and really what we do as NFPA is we are Switzerland, right? And we bring them together and use our process of making standards to help that body find consensus. And so in May of 2018, we released the first and now only because it's accredited um, community level active shooter preparedness standard. Right. And what does what does that look like? What do if I if I and what well first off, what is the standard number? Oh, very good. Yeah. Yes, it's I do NF know that NFPA 3000. The nice. title is standard okay. for an active shooter slash hostile event okay. preparedness emer emergency response program. Excellent. And so what are the what are some of the highlights of that program? Is it is it the going in with the warm zone, using a team to extract, things like that, that we're all kind of now getting to? Or is Everyone's it kind of trying to right. get there. Yeah, right. so really it doesn't tactically tell you to do anything specific. Okay. And it can't okay. because we're not there yet. Right. Just like you said, you know, we're trying to get to the warm zone. We're trying to do those things, but it's new in right. our industries, right? right? So what the standard does is it sets out a framework at a, for the entire community. It starts with a risk assessment, then you create your program. And when you do those two first two steps, it actually forces you to find your tactics, right? If you do a risk assessment, and then part of that risk assessment is looking at your capabilities and your resources, right. and the standard makes you do it with all your partners and your facilities and your schools and everyone, then you know, okay, so here's the things we actually can do in this community. You know, there's places in the country that are resource flush, right? and there are places that aren't. And the concept of sending 
uh, fire an EMS into warm zones when you have two sheriff's deputies for 500 square miles. Right. Challenging, right? right? So it's really based on setting up the framework for the entire community nice. all the way through to recovery. Nice. Um, and it includes your facilities, your schools, your health care, super important. Yep. And even the standard even kind of gives you some triggers to bring people to the table you wouldn't normally think about. Like your NGOs, your faith really? base, wow, as part big, of your planning right. team, because they're huge in recovery, right? right exactly. Um, what about your public health, mental health support? Yep. Critical, right? So it's a very comprehensive standard in the sense that it gives you the framework, but it doesn't tell you what to do. Right. It says, here's the things you need to think about and who should be at the table if they're available. Right. But at the end of the day, as a community, you need to figure it out yourself. I, well, I think that's kind of the beauty of what, uh, I don't know, I'm going to tell you a secret. Yes. I go to some meetings, yes. and they're like, NFPA, they tell us to do this. But in my mind, NFPA is just a, is just a guide to get us to where we want to go. It doesn't mean that we, we're mandated to do something, correct? Good point. So there's, there, there's layers to that one. Right. So when they, someone screams NFPA, they, we have to do this, that's only if it's legislatively adopted. Interesting. So I'll give you two examples of okay. NFPA, we have to do this. Uh, as part of the 9-11 Act, in 2002, Congress adopted NFPA 1600 and NFPA 1561. Everyone knows those today as NIMS and ICS. Yep, exactly, right? Right? So those, those are we have tos. Right. But if it's not adopted legislatively, either city, state, county, local, right. or federal, it's really a best practice, right? right? It's, it's the thing you want to achieve or the thing that gives you those minimums so you have an idea of what to do. Right. And the other, and probably especially for your law enforcement partners, the most important thing is it's defensible. If you followed the national standard or you made a good faith effort to follow the national standard, now you have a defensible position to say, we as a community did something. Good point. And something's better than nothing at this right. point. Right. Well, know? and especially if something goes wrong and that's what you really don't want to happen, but you would have something to fall back on if that happens. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So, Absolutely. Uh, so where can people find information about you, ask you questions, sure. and then maybe... Maybe they want to volunteer for a committee or they want to be a part of the process. How do they 100%. do that? 100%. Yeah. So that's a really, thank you. Um, sure. Everyone should be involved. And all you have to do is go to the NFPA website, www.nfpa.org. You can click on codes and standards and pick out the ones you're interested in. And then when you're interested in one, click on that number or the name. It'll take you to a page and you can read the standard there for free. Wow. You can read every single standard we have, even the National Electrical Code, which is Right. This thing. Yes, right. You can read them all for free there. The only thing is, is you can't print or download. Okay. Which makes sense because we're a nonprofit. Right. We gotta right. keep the lights on, right? We'll sell a book. Right. But we don't want to bar people from accessing the information because nice. it's important. Right. Right. So you make a username and password, which is free, and you can read it. Wow. And then you can also there, if it's open for public input or public comment, you can go in there and you can tell us what you think and what you want to change. Nice. And the thing people don't know about that is when you do that, the technical committee responsible for it has to respond to your comment. Oh, and they have to justify their response. Interesting. So when you make a comment, let's say you disagree with what it says about ballistic vests for the right. active shooter standard. Let's say you, you don't agree with that. You can go in there and make a comment on that. And the committee's going to answer you. Wow. And then we publish everything the committee does. So you'll see those responses when they're done. Holy cow. Um, and I don't think enough people know that. And right. then at those same pages, you can also um, click and apply to be on the committee. Very nice. And all of our committee me meetings are open to the public. As a matter of fact, for the active shooter standard, 
the average committee meeting is over 100 people. Ooh. It is an absolute circus. Wow. wow. Um, so, you know, it's definitely something I wish more people knew they could be a part sure. of. And I think it is the EMS community in general doesn't under doesn't know right. that we're doing this stuff for the most part. They think it's for the fire. Well, and and we talked about that earlier too. That with fire in the name, it's like, oh, okay, here's the fire guys mandating something. You know, 100%, so yeah. um, maybe you guys should change your name. I'm just well, saying. I don't know. I'm, would you tell AT and T to change their name even yeah, though they don't do Telegraph? I know, I know, you know, it's a brand. That's true. Oh, good point. It's a brand. Oh, huh, you know, interesting. But I'll tell you this, um, even my division, since I've been there, I've only been there three years, has changed its name. So when I arrived at NFPA, my division's name was Public Fire Protection, and now we're Emergency Responder and Responder Safety. Wow, that's great. So, but that tells me though that, because I've been to some of those NFPA meetings and they they were painful to say the least. But, But to hear that they are changing and moving in a direction like that gives me hope that um, in the future, we'll be able to be talking about other standards for EMS and in our industry, paramedicine specifically, that will really change and help us in the future. And I think well, that's just, huge. That's just huge. a month ago, we released NFPA 451, which is a guide for community healthcare programs. Nice. Which is a guide, not a standard, but it's right. all about building a community paramedicine program. Right, right. And notice we didn't use the term paramedicine because we right. know this, the the controversy over right, that title. Right. So we were we were careful to just be generic, right. but give people frameworks. Right. Um, and that document took years to build because like yep. you said, there was that tedious process of the old way versus the new. And right. I think we've really, pro- we've really progressed. And, and the one last thing I want to tell you about is we have a new committee that's forming right now. It's going to start work in January on a contamination control standard wow. for all first responders. Wow. And you know, when you look at the fire service, they're very concerned about occupational cancer right. and exposure. Well, and they've, I mean, they've gone to building design where they're moving everything out. And I mean, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. So even within that, you know, one of the most famous incidents I ever went to was a nine alarm fire at a power plant in Boston. And at this incident, a staggering number of firefighters that responded now have occupational cancer or wow. have passed. Wow. And I transported seven of them and was exposed to those same things. Right. So to say that our EMS providers aren't exposed to the same things that the other exactly. first is wrong. So that right. committee is for everybody, police, fire, and EMS. And it's really going to start there at the occupational exposure stuff, but they're going to move towards other things too, like medical and health, right. mental health, nice. even rehab. Perfect. So all of those things are going to be assigned to that committee nice. and they exist for the fire service, but we're moving towards being inclusive across the disciplines. That's great. Well, Thank you so much. Where can people contact you to find out more information? So the best way is to look at the active shooter stuff. So it's www.nfpa.org forward slash 3000. And there's little tabs. And if you click on the technical committee tab, my contact info is there. Perfect. And if you click on news, you can see the latest videos and information we've put out. So you can learn about it. You can even read the standard there for free. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for watching this episode from EMS World Expo 2000. 19 from EMS from New Orleans. We're in EMS world though, we are. And we're, we're also talking about stories from Expo with the EMS Garage. I'm Chris Montero, and thanks for watching.